I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in the 200% life, 100% inward and 100% outer world. And the thing is, is, is every time something is, I just think it's really fascinating when you actually pause to stop this. I actually introduced this concept, Hallie, to a couple of our friends that hadn't really they listened to a couple of our maybe podcast episodes. The 200% and, life concept? Yeah, and just in there, and they actually got it ah, much easier. And they were just kind of using that reference. They're like, yeah, I was up having this wonderful time with my kid, but I was worried about uh, the way they kind of looked at it. I was worried about business. And they're like, I wasn't able to actually be with my kids in that moment. So that's like the, it's not just about the deep, you know, spirituality teachings that we get into. It's about that. It's like the fact that like you're, if it's not happening, it, there's so many things that are happening inside that are not actually happening currently outside that's making you miss the moment. And he was just using that as an example yeah. of like, I got it though, what you said. And it kind of dawned on me like, well, this is the 200% life concept. Well, isn't, I don't know if this is true, but isn't like 99% of it really really those smaller things it's, it's, those like more grounded things it's, it isn't these necessarily like deep spiritual moments all the time it is just these small everyday well i think the moments. deep spiritual moment is if the moment you can just interact with life that's really it there isn't right, no but it, but it there isn't no so special simpler. moments there's there's experiences you can have outside yeah but there really isn't any more special moments now there's again there's experiences that feel different there's no denying that right However, like if you just look at them as all moments that are just moments and you are fed from within, meaning that your energy is being this wave of energy that's coming through. We don't even have to call it energy. You just call it like you feel this rush coming through there. And when, it, when it's higher, it feels better. Right? There's no mm -hmm. denying that. Right. So then you kind of wake up and you go, well, how did I just, how do I make sure I get it high all the time? And I don't mean high all the time from people outside or things outside or from the weather outside or from the way your business works outside. I mean, from inside, that way I can then bring that into whatever I'm doing. And by the way, by the way, when you're when you're able to bring that into it, you are able to actually most likely um, hit a higher probability of it succeeding outside as well, too, because you're not then bothered by the moment trying to fix the moment you're actually dealing with the moment in a clear way but again that 200 percent life is, is just again those the great examples of you can be anywhere you can be doing anything but if your inner state is not taken care of first it doesn't matter how wonderful the event is and, and like i said to you actually earlier right it, it, you can also be in the opposite right where your outer your outer experience isn't great right you're changing a tire in the middle of wherever and i always I don't know why i go with that example but it could be because <laughs> that's not an enjoyable thing it's for not you an enjoyable thing probably for anybody <laughs> to be doing but you could do anything but you can always accept it and have some level of peace while you're doing it and that's just what's the what's the difference there's no logical reason why you would pick not to be enjoying what you're going through or at least accepting mm -hmm. what you're going through because people sometimes were like, they always like to go to the deep things that could happen. Like, well, what happens if this? And I first, whenever somebody says that to well, me, like the extreme, the extremes, I always go, Not well, how often deep. has that happened to you in your life? Well, it hasn't happened yet. Right. So I'm like, then why are you even worried about this? I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier is that all of this 200% life, like the guy, the, your friend who yeah, had that ex saying, example, yes, yes. It, it, deep is not necessarily the right word there. It's like, it's not these outlier experiences, yes. or these extreme experiences. It is truly just like the everyday ordinary yeah. type experiences that actually happen 99% of the time. And that's what you're working on. Yeah. People always like to challenge me or when you have the conversation about death, divorce or bankruptcy, right? Or like I money, something along those lines. Sure, yeah. What happens if this is going on? Well, how has that happened yet? Well, no, it hasn't, but it, it could. 
Sure. Yes. Yeah. And so couldn't everything. So could the world could just be gone tomorrow. Like you don't wake up thinking about that. Right. Like, so again, it's like, it's when those things do happen, that's why you actually train. You start to look, if somebody gave you a, a, a tennis racket and you've never played tennis before, you wouldn't know how to handle playing tennis. So the same thing goes on here. If you've never practiced how to handling events, when a bigger events happen, there's no reason why you can't handle it. Of course you can't handle it. But it also doesn't mean like the tennis analogy. It also doesn't mean that you don't try. It also doesn't mean that you don't have fun while you're trying to figure exactly. it out. You doesn't still mean there's not going to be hard it. work. Yeah. And I'm actually thinking the opposite. Like you can still, don't have to be good at it. Yes. Or you know what you're doing. You can still have fun exactly trying right. it, learning it, trying to figure it out. Keep yes. practicing if you want to get better. Same, con- same, same yeah. concepts here. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like you have to start in like, again, when we were and I were chatting earlier, it was like, well, are you okay with the driver in front of you? Are you okay with dinner not being the way you want it to? Are you okay with the weather not being exactly the way you want it to when you want it to based on the event that you're having? Right. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with the fact that your plane gets, you know, delayed or canceled? Right. I mean, these are, the, they, are well, they start getting bigger, right? <laughs> yeah, like you yeah. start these little things, but you have to practice with this, with a totally. racket, right? You have to yeah. practice these, these things that make no sense as to why you wouldn't let the whole experience pass through. Cause that's what you're trying to do is let the whole experience pass through. So you can then be interacting with life. And that is the 200% life concept, which is why, you know, in our entire thesis of this, which is basically like you have this whole inner world, which starts, and then you have this whole outer world, which is really fun to plan, right? And that, that is things that you could build businesses. You could be meaningful in, in, you know, in a classroom, you could be on the lacrosse board, you could be just having a conversation with a parent that helps them through a challenge. I mean, right. That's the whole, that's the whole outer world. There's a whole outer world. Go have fun with it. That's the point of why you're here, but not to manipulate it, to make you feel better. (laughs) So anyways, we were chatting about this episode about what we want to talk about. And mm-hmm. of course, everything you wrote down the, to go on here, we scrapped and did something differently because. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I realize I probably don't really need to prep for these. No, you don't because they're, well, you I are, just, you are prepping because you're doing the work all the time. Yeah, exactly. It makes it easier for it. I actually once asked Michael Singer, you know, he does three speeches a week. And he's been oh, at the for 40 yeah. years, yeah. right? And now they're all recorded so you can listen to them. And they're all about 45, 30 to 50 minutes long. And I was like, well, do you ever prepare? And he's like, no idea what I'm going to talk about until I sit down in the chair. You know, I, yeah, I always go back and forth on those kind of things. I'm I, know. Sh- I know he does great. I'm not like going to take away any, anything that he does and presents on. And it could just be like a personal preference or in a personal style or whatever. But then there are some people who would do that and, you you know the audience doesn't get much out of it. Sure. Um, totally. So I don't know which ones. Doesn't well, I think it all really depends better. on the presentation you're giving. The same thing, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle never thinks about anything he's just going to talk about until he yeah. gets on there, and then he and starts then talking. Oprah, who extensively prepares for like in-depth interviews and understands, who which she's is I think is a little bit different because the interview process, yeah, is, sure, okay. is different than giving a somebody presentation a, a, and just sharing your. Yes. The yeah. knowledge that you already have. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's exactly right um, for what it is. But it's I think, again, because there's some presentations that I give that I would prep for and make sure right. that they're right and make sure the slides are there and that the audience there's is getting in there. And, exactly. And all yeah. the stuff that's there. And then there's other times where when you get into this this realm, I believe it's it's really, you know, the best line people will sometimes will, will often ask, like, well, how do you know this? And I said, well, it's the same way you know it. I just watch what's going on inside and then I like to share it. It's really what's going on. It's, it's literally the work that I'm doing then comes out in this podcast. That's literally how it goes. So but it's that's not all just from your personal experience. I mean, you have, there's other stuff that you 
you do read and you do study oh, of course. other things. Yeah. It's I mean, I, just, I listen to five or six hours a week of probably some level. It's not just you sharing your own personal experience. Totally. But, you're, but what you're doing is you're taking all that in that you're learning and then applying it to myself. Right. And then I'm re, then I'm using that in this forum to kind of share back, you know, a lot of times for my kids to listen to this. And then if somebody else listens to it as well, great. Right. I mean, it's part of literally why it is. And just and for our own team and for our companies and all those different things, because I really believe um, that if you can nail this first, then the rest of it becomes interesting. So anyways, you were, you have a book club. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm reading the book. I know a lot of people have been reading it lately. I don't remember when it came out. I think 2023. Um, the mountain is you by Brianna Weist, Brianna Weist. And there's this one, what we actually came out in 2020, this one line. I don't know why we were talking about letting go. And I knew that there was this one line in this book that really struck me. And it's, it's funny you say 2020, cause I think for the first couple of years, nobody really found it. Is that could, accurate? Could, I don't I, remember. Oh, I, I that's what you just said. It just no, I re- can't remember. Like, I only just found it. A lot of other people that Got I it. know whole, like just started really reading it in the past. Maybe, maybe six, it's just a group. Six months, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, it says your old life is going to cost you your old. Sorry, <laughs> I totally botched that. Okay, you did. Your new life is going to cost you your old one. And it's interesting because I posted about this and I'm going to read you a couple of the comments because I just said this, this line just keeps, I can't stop thinking about that Mm -hmm. line quite honestly. And so I posted about that and there are a couple of comments and I said, well, what do you think? What do people think about this? Um, They said, it's kind of, it's a kind of truth that sets me free, but first it pisses me off. (laughs) Somebody said it's freeing and helps me to be brave in the process. This book is full of so, so many truths. And then somebody else said, I love and hate this line simultaneously. And I think that's where, why I can't stop thinking about it either. And the kind of the similar comments, it's like, it feels really freeing. It's like, oh yeah, it's going to cost, okay, my new life is, it's just right there for me. However, it's going to cost me this old one, which is incredibly annoying, might piss people off. You love it and you hate it because that thought is very scary. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. You know, um, it's all accurate, right? It's it, it's really the, you have to die before you die. You have to be die to before you're reborn. Or like when St. Paul said, I die daily. It's really the the whole essence of all of this is what you're really, what you're really letting go of is you're letting let go of the egoic, psyche-driven life that you've had. And what you're saying yes to, and this is why people love it, is because they sense the absolute truth in it which is that it's right there, but it's extremely fearful to let go of your ego-driven life. And so what you're actually letting go of is you're letting go of the life that you've been listening to somebody tell you to go live. And you don't need to be a psychologist or spiritual to go understand this. Just go pay attention to the mind. And every time the mind gets disturbed, something doesn't go the way it is, and you hold on to another event, it tells you how to go make this event feel better. And that's how people end up living their life. And so that's why none of this ever always feels inauthentic or that there's still like a scratch there or you go out there and accomplish this or accomplish that or make this amount of money. And there's always like this element of like, there's not enough there because it's, you're not living in a, the word authentic gets thrown around so much, but it's that you're not living that true life that again, what would either God or consciousness or nature would have in store for you. And so what you're actually living is you're living the, you're living the life of the ego. By the way, we talk about this in, even in the 200% life book that's coming out and one of the stages of spiritual growth, 
right? When we talk about the, the one of the last stages, when you realize you have to literally die to be reborn, you have to be willing to allow yourself to, um, uh, let go of the part of you or this life that you've been living, um, because it has a, it's full of, it's littered with falseness. Can, can you, um, I just unpacked, pack that a little bit for me. The, you have to die before you're born, reborn, reborn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause especially cause that's like a, a Christian thing. And I've, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about like reincarnation here. We're ta- like, what exactly does that mean? Remember spirituality isn't about changing what you do. It's about changing the part of you that's interacting with life. So what you're doing is you're removing the part of you that's been interacting with life for the last 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years. So if every day you wake up and the ego or the psyche mind tells you what to go do, that's the life you're living. So we need to allow the ego to die. Yes. And that's the same thing that she was essentially saying in this book. It's going to cost you your old Yeah, it's going to cost you the who you think you were. Right. And that's where people get hung up on. That's why I've asked this question in Project U a lot. I said, hey, if you could have 100% enlightenment right now, but you have to give up who you think you are, would you do it? And most people can't do it. And no. they, they would go, no, like how, how could I exist? Well, there's also, it's the, I mean, there's so much fear of the, of unknown, course, of the yes, unknown. Yes. Like maybe it's not perfect right now. Maybe I can, I'm fighting with my ego sometimes, mm-hmm. but at least I know it. Exactly. And I know I can be comfortable within the knowing that it's not always going to be great. And I'm always, con- you know, a little bit fighting with my ego in my mind, but at least I, I understand the rules of that game. And then you back up and you go, okay, let's take this a little bit larger, right? Did you do anything to get here? And the answer is no. <laughs> so like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'd rather trust yeah. in that process than trust in how I think, I think I know things should be right. It just comes yeah. down to that simple yeah, I mean, question, I get that. right? Yeah, yeah. You come down and go, you think, you know how life's supposed to be. You don't, you didn't actually get here. You didn't put yourself here. You didn't build the body that you're in. You didn't, you don't make your heart beat. You don't make the sun come up. You don't make like the flowers grow. You don't make the the rain come when it needs to, you don't make the, you know, the earth spin around and the, the way it's supposed to and hold the gravity level that is there. You don't, we don't know do any of that. And yet we take all of that for granted. Then all of a sudden we wake up and go, well, I know how life should be. It's actually the most egoic thing well, it's ever not, to think about. I know about how that. life should be. It's, I know how, how my, my life, life should, should be. be, which is basically, but then what, hold on <laughs> by saying that you're basically saying, I know how everybody else should be too. Then. Uh, not necessarily because you go, I know how my life should be. Right. Right. And I know, so that means that life needs to be a certain way for me. Yes. Yes. That doesn't mean I don't care how you live. I don't care how somebody else until it affects you. Right. Right. Of course. That's what I mean. (laughs) If all of a sudden somebody's doing something that affects the way you think your life should be correct, you're then pissed off or suffering as I say, sure, you're yeah. disturbed at some level, yes. right? Somebody's yeah. driving differently in front of you, right? The plane doesn't show up the way it's supposed to, the way somebody's dressed, you don't like the way kids are running around at an event, right? Or whatever it is. They just, there's always yeah. something there that's going to disturb somebody. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that, but I guess I was thinking about it more in like the, like, the direction of your life. Like, you know how you want your direction of life. To, those are like little things that along the way, no question sure, that yeah. you want to control them sometimes yeah. or, or sometimes those are easy to let go too at the yeah. same time if you continue to work on that. But I'm thinking more of like, you know how you want your life 
to be. Yeah. Well, I think most people when they answer that though, it's they know how the ego wants their life to be and they uh, right. mistake it for thinking for that it's them. Yes, That's I would the whole that point statement. that I'm trying to say is that when you say, I know where my life is going, I know where my life's about. It's really that voice inside telling you how your life should be. And then you listening and then you mistakenly think that's who you are and that's what your life should be about. But what if you are in agreement with that? You're only in agreement with it because it's saying it. I, I guess. But then how do you ever know what to do? <laughs> how do you know how to beat your heart? This is where, this is why I raise up di- differently. Yeah. People are still so stuck going to their minds for the answers that they can't fathom a world. It just seems that, no, no, it, it's not, it's, it seems it because you keep going to the mind right now. No, asking, it seems like you just, it just seems like then no one should think. No, that's what I was thinking of. It's like, well, then no one should think you well, should just remember the personal exist. mind is different from the analytical mind. The analytical mind is you're using your mind to, I mean, like you don't really get bothered that like you know where to go get your keys or how to go get water or how to go, that's using your mind yes. or preparing a paper and all those different things. You're saying like big life things and that comes from the ego for 99% of the decisions that you're making. It's going, you're going like, well, why would I, you never want, I, I'm just curious, why would you not want your analytical mind to help you figure out things in well, life? Well, you are. The, the thing is like the minute the ego whispers in there and says, you need to go be the most powerful woman ever. Well, I've just made it up, right? And then yeah. in, instantly you go then use your analytical mind, which is brilliant to go figure out how to do that. But why does it have to be so um, like exaggerated? Like I'm just thinking if you're trying to decide which city to live in, mm-hmm. why would you not want to use your analytical mind for that? Are you going to just allow you, you can. And your personal and, mind to let you? Well, you can, you do. But then then the question would come down and is, is why do you need to go move in a place in the first place? And most likely that's coming because there's a whisper inside. That's saying it's time, it's, you need to move. Or this is better, your life will be better here, this is why you should be here. That's all ego. I Yeah, I know, and I know it's probably like a really fine line, but then I'm just thinking, I'm thinking. Because you just find yourself in the next spot. Right. Here's an example. So I'm, yeah. another book, I'm reading another book as well. And she is, Holly, she and her husband, Hollywood actress, actress, actor, he's really famous, she's not quite as famous, but very famous and they got pulled to go live in a rural community in New York. And it's like, they now have a farm and they're, you know, raising animals and chickens and like doing all the farm things. And occasionally they go back to back and forth to Hollywood or New York and they totally. do their thing. However, they were very much pulled to do that. They maybe didn't have their, need their analytical mind to tell them that it just, everything kept leading them to yes. that over and over yes. and over again. However, when they were in New York, they still looked at five different city, like towns, totally. did all of their research, yeah. figured out which property would be the best one for them. Yeah. Like, so what's, where's the difference between There's nothing wrong with the using e- your analytical, ego telling Well, you're them? using the analytical mind in either case. The only difference is, is which one, why so, are you using the analytical mind? Is it because the ego is telling you to go again, move to a certain city? Then you're going to, then you're going to, then you're going to get all excited about it. It's going to feel good. And you're going to use your analytical mind to go try to find something that you're going to do. That's what we do. We use every moment. But how did they, how did the, no, that example, how do we know, or they know that it was their ego telling them they needed to live in a rural community because they'd be happier well, or yeah. it was their higher self saying you need to live in a rural community because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Well, there's, there's, there's three ways you can kind of answer this question. But number one, the first thing that you do is the minute like it shows up in there, do you instantly feel better thinking about moving there? 
And if you do, a lot of times that's ego driven because the ego then wants to create an image about how your life's going to be better if you move there. So there's like a, there's a little, yes. So what's the alternative? You have the thought and you feel nothing. No, it's not that you don't feel nothing. It comes from a deeper spot. The ego, by the way, the voice will always come, at least in my experience, it's always shown up in the left side of the mind and it kind of sneaks in and you can hear it on the left side of your mind. Like that's where that's it comes e- from. Ego? That's the ego. Okay. The, the deeper poles that. What do we like call the, that? What, what's the word we're talking about well, it's, ego. Just spirit. it's just energy ego it's your energy flow because okay. when you feel a pull it's pull to go eat cake you have a pull to go to not exercise right there's just energy pulls in there that pull comes from a deeper back spot that's not mind driven and it's just, it's like then you can just interact with it it's it's always there it's just most of the time it's covered up so the other thing you can just also then the third thing is is that you can just also start looking for clues right like there's life will leave breadcrumbs for you you just got to be willing to pay attention to it. And so like, and then the other thing is, is like, I heard Eckhart Tolle say this once to a woman that was kind of uh, asking him just like you are over and over again. He goes, finally he goes, well then go do it and tell me if your life's wonderful in six months. And if it's not wonderful in six months, you know that it was ego. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, and that's, that's kind of like, cause, yeah. cause you're not going to argue with anymore. That makes that argument. And until you get out of that, it's right. Cause how do you even, I mean, do you, I, I'm just really curious because I still feel, I mean, the, I don't know sometimes which one is, which is it my ego? How do you know if it's your ego or if it's this, if it's the, I mean, I guess you do know. I some, think you do know. You do know sometimes, but maybe it's just hard to articulate or. Do you not feel anything when it's no, you the energy? Feel it. you, you, it's actually a deeper energy. You actually feel deeper. It's just not a, a temporary um, kind of like, oh, look, like if you go over here, it's going to be so much better. That becomes more ego. So I'm just Whereas go- like the, the difference is, is like when the, every time that I've had like a personal decision to make, mm-hmm. every time I try to like, I allow the mind to go in there, it's always pretty much the wrong decision. And it's in, or it just clouds it from being able to see clarity. And so the minute you stop, this is what I, exactly what I, what I do. The minute, like the, like, I feel like I get in this, the situation where it's like, is this really ego or is this, this pull? I can't really tell. What am I really feeling? The minute I start going there, I instantly go, the mind can't solve this for me. And so I just, I, I, every time it tries to ask a question or say something, I just, an ignored guest quickly leaves. I go, thanks so much. I appreciate you trying to help with this, but I'm good. And then what happens eventually that just kind of fades away in the clear and it opens up and you start to actually see the path forward. And then instantly in that moment, you know, the, you know, the route and it's not mind driven. It's just the route that's in front of you. But what happens with all of us is that we keep going back to the mind and we're always just going, it's nonstop 24 hours a day asking that question. And so that you just keep getting different variations of the same answers or it switches different answers, but you're still paying attention to it and you're forgetting. And it's like you turned around, not looking at the fire and wondering why there's heat, but you can't see anything until like the, finally you stop looking out in the abyss and you turn around and you see the fire. So, and you're just talking about like, you know, whether or not you, whether it was the decision or the move or whatever was energy driven or ego driven and you know, how do we know which one it is and kind of the different feelings that kind of come in. I always always think like, why doesn't even why does it even matter? I'll tell you uh, actually two things. Uh, one thing, uh, two examples that hopefully helps our listeners, maybe helps you. Uh, one I've never shared, but the other one, the first one that's easier is the move for me to stow. Yeah, I, that was a long like it was like 
for a while, for three years, I went battled back and forth in this. And I was like, and every time I'm like, is this ego? Is this Adam just trying to get what he wants? Cause it asserts his life. And I just kept, I just kept every time I showed up, I'm like, I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. And then finally, just one day, like our, our, you know, our kids met somebody and they're like, I want to go to this camp. And I wasn't thinking anything about it. They went to the camp and the camp happened to bring them to the school right that day. Right. They happened to go there and they came back to like Stowe school is awesome. This is like a Thursday. Right. And I was like, wow, that's great. We should move down here. And I just set it out there and they go, I think we should. And that Monday we enrolled our kids. Mm. So like, even though I'd been thinking about, I knew if I had made the decision a year before it would have been, maybe it was the right thing to do, but it was more, it was definitely ego driven because I wanted it for my own self-servingness in terms of for being able to do that. And so I just kept like every time I showed up like, Nope, I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I mean, we were even building our, like, like the dream property that we yeah. want. And I just sold it. Right. Like it was, wasn't even people were like, how could you do that? And like, cause it was zero attachment to it. And we've been living, you know, in our second home, that's, you know, fine, but it's nothing, you know, like what we have. And so it's like, it was, it had nothing to do with things. It wasn't about getting things. It was about more of an all of a sudden in that moment, the kids came there's, it was there and it was, you, everyone felt it. And so the whole movement went there and again, everything just unfolded exactly the way it should. The second thing on this is a couple of years ago, I was actually faced with a really big business decision. <laughs> and, um, I was sitting actually in our, in our house in Stowe and we were living in Shelburne at the time. And it was like this, like we, I kept trying to go back and forth, like, which one do I decide? What do I do here? And it was going back and forth. And, and all of a sudden I literally like, I, this is dead quiet in the house. And I was like, man, like I just, I'm like, I'm not going to ask my mind anything anymore. Cause it just doesn't know the answers to this. And I said, I'm just going to look for a sign And 15 seconds later, this person called me like, and it was like, I forget exactly how I said it. It was like this, like look for a sign, like show me, like, it wasn't like a show me thing, but it was just like this could have been coincidence. Like I still asked the question maybe, but it was so like, it was, a, it was like a seven o'clock at night. I was by myself and this person called and I was like, and, and it was all, it was, it was something about something else, but it was all about the decision I was making. And it, in that moment, when I saw the person's name on the phone, I knew that was the decision. Mm. And it wasn't like, it, again, it wasn't like the mind that goes, see, I told you it was just like, Oh, there it is. Michael Singer actually uses an example. I don't know if he's ever said this in any of his books publicly, but he talks about this in some of his things um, about his move basically out in the woods. Like he was just like, or even his, his, his I think he talks about this in, in uh, the untethered soul. I think it's no, actually the surrender experiment. experiment when he's talking about when he goes to Mexico and he was like, it was like there. Then all of a sudden like the book showed up in his, doorstep and then all of a sudden like he was in the grocery store and somebody turned around and said are you going to Mexico or it was like one of those it was like three things and he said finally it was the third thing in like 24 hours and he's like I realized I needed to go there yeah and, like, and he was like that and that's when he just got in his left and you know where it goes so again you can look for clues along the way and then if you're really stuck and you think it is go do it and and then in a period of time you'll know whether or not it was pure intent or if it was just the ego Eagle. trying to grab you because you'll feel coming back down to the same way meaning that like if you said okay if i go move to this spot i don't disagree for probably 90 days you will feel high or six months whatever it is but then instantly when you when you start to come back down to normal then you'll know that the move is purely ego-based so you didn't quite answer my question though why does it does it matter whether or not not why does it matter but does it even matter if we are like labeling or identifying if it's ego-driven versus well or can we just live 
totally. That's what people want to do. But remember, the ego only knows a certain amount of data. So just understand the ego is think of it as like a computer program. If you only put your experiences in the computer program, that would be the only thing that I can make decisions from. So everything you've read, listened, heard, whatever is stored. Experience. In your, yes. Yes. It's experience is in a stored data. So when you go to the ego, you're only taking a non-statistical amount of what life is. And that's how you're making your decisions off of. But let me see. So, so then, so that's where you're getting your data from. Sure. But this is, and then you're going to ask the question, like, what's wrong with that? This is why people feel inauthentic, though, because they're only baking decisions off of things that the ego had previously told them they needed to do anyways, getting what you want, not getting what you're trying to avoid, what you don't want. And you stored all those experiences that you liked and disliked, and it's making decisions based on your preferences. Right. And prior conditioning and prior. Yeah, all that, all that stuff, culture, exactly, which is not life. And so then, so when you're making those, it feels inauthentic because you're making it off of the smallest seg- segment of data, which I don't, we all understand you had those experiences, but they weren't the true authentic, when people use the word authentic or like the real life, because life is, is everything. And that is a whole different subset of data. Yeah. I was going to say the data that you were just talking about, experiences, things that you read, your culture, the people that you're around, all that stuff totally get that and you can only make this or your ego can only make decisions based on that that set of data but what other data data is there and how do you get that other data it's not other data it's then it's life <laughs> okay well but, like, so but what, some life is data well what would you say maybe da- i don't know how you say what you mean when you say life <laughs> well i just mean consciousness so like like yeah and i, I mean like your are where's the data that shows you how to run your heartbeat right now well, I mean, I don't have it, but I'm sure somebody does and I could look it no, up. No, no, for you, for your life, for your experience, because we're staying there. Tell me how you... Sure, I don't currently have it, but I could get it. You could get it about something else. I'm just saying you're the one in there. No, yeah. no, no book that's telling you how to do it is in there actually doing it. So what is doing it? Okay, so I gotcha. So when you say life, you just mean like... Well, because a body can be there, but what yes. is powering your body? I have no idea consciousness, whatever you want to call it, right? Yes. There's something powering your body that knows way more than this small segment of ego. That's had a small glimpse of nothing. Okay. So I think maybe that's where I sometimes may misinterpret what you say is because when you say life, you really mean, I mean like consciousness. consciousness. Yes. And sometimes when I hear you say life, I think you just mean like a, a, a life, a no, person's no, no, no. life. I mean like life force, like the, the yeah, thing see, that's Yeah, see, I don't powering. know if I ever got that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's 100%. Good, good clarification. So you really mean Well, I just stop and, stop and think, like, how, I don't even know how I move my arm. Sure, I'm, somebody doctor could tell me, but I'm in here yeah. moving my arm. Right. Like, I don't, I can read any book they want, but, like, I'm the one lifting my arm up right now. But what about Neuralink? Is that going to be able to do it for you? Well, I think it'll help put some of those things, but you still have to be in there to power Neuralink. Or is it just your brainwaves that are doing it? Well, I think you tell me. I don't know. You're in there. Let's ask Elon Musk because I don't know the answer to that question. But I mean, you're in there powering. You can blink. You can do a little stuff of things. There's, there's somebody in there paying attention to thoughts. There's somebody paying attention to how you feel. There's somebody paying attention to the outer world. So yeah, that's, but if, that's that. But is that thing, that thing's, whatever that is, isn't necessarily doing the powering. Well, it's consciousness. Yeah, of course it is. Potentially. But do, do animals have consciousness? Of course they do. They have levels of consciousness. Okay, so okay. you're trying to I'm tell just me you, like a human, like a, go or look, any in, sort go of look into any animal. You can tell me there's something in there. Oh, I oh, go, uh, don't get me wrong. Oh, like, I, I mean. speak to my dog all of the yes, time. Exactly. Yeah, we have full on conversations yes, with no words. Exactly. Like I get it. Yeah. 
Um, and then when they're dead, you look at them and you see that there's nothing in there. Okay, yeah, but so, it's just a le- yes, it's a levels of consciousness. Yeah, so there's just or, a, there's a consciousness in yeah, there. Yeah, and that's what spirituality is: is that let that part run your life that knows way more out. Part of it also being here is that everyone has develops this ego for whatever reason. And part of it is getting through it and learning that there is an ego, and your development is to actually let go of this part of you so you can be more authentic. Okay, so speaking of letting go, can we go back to the the dying thing and like having to let go? So I had a thought about that, the letting go of, you know, your old life in order to move into this new, more authentic, whatever you want to call it, life. And you were earlier talking about, you know, all of these various experiences, like, you know, learning to let go of the driver in front of you that doesn't annoys you or the email that, you know, letting go of all of these little experiences. I'm totally with you. I know you've let go of pretty much all of that stuff. I've let go of a lot of those yeah. things, too, from letting them disturb you, yes. disturb me. I kind of like I'm with you on that. I get that part of letting go of the of the experiences that are happening in the moment. I have we have processes and we know how to let go of those things for the most part, right? What I don't quite understand is when we have when we're talking about letting go not of a one in the moment experience, but letting go of an entire lifetime of experiences and a whole entire lifetime of identity that's different to me than these little micro things like sure i could let those go all the time it's a great question i think you're phrasing the question wrong it's not about letting go of the fact that you can remember your experiences or not it's letting go of the part of you that's driving yeah no no that's what i meant yes yeah well so let's work backwards the minute you don't have any of those let's just go we did an episode of some scars right yeah the minute there's no longer any some scars and there there is no need for that to show up and run your life and the minute that's no longer there you are free it's just the elimination of the ego the minute there is no preferences you are free but where does identity fall into that is i well the identity is is 100 percent ego any, right, so it's not, we're not talking about preferences. We're talking about really And I'm not talking about like the, the simple preferences like I like seltzer. Okay, fine. Who cares? I like seltzer. I'm not yeah. talking about those things, right? I'm talking about the preferences for who you think you are, yes. how you have to show up. Right. Okay. The strongest need in the world is to stay consistent with that. Your identity. Right. Okay. So. The, and so the minute you keep letting all these smaller things go, okay. eventually what happens is they all just go away. Because I guess that's my question is not question, but like, I guess a fear or I don't know what you call it, but like, is it just like all of a sudden it happens? It will happens for most people when they go through a transformation of enlightenment, it's very slow and they look back on it and they see it's the little things. That's why you start small. Just like if you were to go ask a pro golfer, did it happen in one moment? They're going to say, no, it's every single day I was practicing and I finally just got better. Like, actually I said this to my, my son, who's just become an incredible skier this year. Um, he skis six days a week, right? He's just, he's fortunate to be able to do that. And he's there. And I was watching him, um, yesterday with all his buddies, they had a free day and I was was riding with them and I'm like, man, I don't think you realize how good you are. Like you were like one of the best skiers on the entire mountain. Like all of you guys, not just you, like your group, Mm -hmm. right? These nine year and 10 year olds that are just dropping 20 foot waterfall. I mean, it's just amazing. And he's like, why don't I feel any different? I said, because every day you're in here practicing. Mm -hmm. I don't see you free ride like this that often. And so now when I, with your buddies and going after it, and when I do, I'm like, man, it's the difference is, is, is amazing what you've done in just the last couple of weeks. And so it's like, so it's, you just spoke a language I don't understand. Well, it's, 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 it's the same <laughs> dropping thi- waterfalls and free uh, ride. It's this, it's the, well, versus a, a race ski. Anyways, oh, so oh, like, okay. yeah. it's the same thing here. Like, you know, you 
personally mm-hmm. for the last, you know, 10 years, but really the last like three years of you wouldn't even, you didn't, I remember times when we were doing these podcasts, you yeah. didn't want to talk about spirituality. Yeah, I know. We had Cause you Kate, thought it was like Caitlin fake. Yes, exactly. Like it wasn't fake. I just well, felt, you know, like I you were just so like, unknown. it's not business. Yeah. It's not like there, it's not like you just, and yes. I felt so, un- I mean, it was inauthentic to me because I, it was not of, I, I had no experience and I didn't feel totally um, qualified to be talking about it. Quite honestly, that's really yeah. more of what it was. Yeah. I did not feel qualified to talk about or it. Or you didn't feel really inspired either. Because I remember many times you're like, I don't really feel personal like talking about growth, it. I always feel inspired to yes. talk about it. But your personal it growth has just changed now. Yes, that I'm realizing. You have it, a different pole star. It's the same thing. Yes. That personal growth and spirituality yes. are really the same thing. And of course, I'm also getting, um, I'm more curious about religions as well. Sure. And then realizing that that's pretty much all the same thing too. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. What was the, where were we going with all that? Well, identity and like it doesn't yeah so anyway so it doesn't so it doesn't so like Eckhart Tolle is an example of somebody who like overnight basically lost his ego and they call it actual spiritual fracturing which basically all this energy rushes in there and you feel so good inside like there's nothing you can do outside anymore so like you end up sitting like Eckhart did for a a park bench for months right until you finally collect yourself to come back to interact with the world right actually in fact um dr smith who we go for for tm said he had an individual who tried to go fast track and transcend imitation and had a little bit of that happen and for like 30 days he couldn't interact with his family mm. because he was so he didn't know how to handle and interact with this new level of energy and they regrounded him and he was able to actually go back in there so anyways that's why they, they call it spiritual fracturing and they actually that's why it's never you never want to force yourself to let go of that part of you until you're ready because how do you know when you're ready, you'll know because it'll just happen. You'll how do you do everything? Will just happen. Remember, one of the best things that Michael ever told me was he said, "Get out of its way." He's yeah. referring. You've, you've read that email he wrote to me. He's what he's well, really. No, I'm just saying he. It's <laughs> a very Michael Singer. Well, it's basically yeah. like the shock team knows what it's doing yeah. and it knows how to get out of it, how to get rid of its system and how yeah. to support it. So he's like, "Thank it and just get out of its way, and it'll do all the rest of the work." Just like get out of the way of your body, feed it properly, but it knows how to do what it's doing. The same thing with your life. Exactly. Consciousness Consciousness knows what it's doing. doing. So kind of get out of its own way and let it purify you itself. And that's what, and like every moment it'll give you these things. I mean, that is literally like what what religions say too. Of course. It's like, just get out, get out of your way and just let God consciousness, whatever, just do it. Yes. Do his thing. Well, thing. it's funny because it, pe- people don't like to talk about it in this frame, but what do you think when people say, I just want to live an authentic life? That is what it means is basically you call it God or call it whatever you want to put in there. It's you tell, then you just say is like, I want to know why I'm supposed to be here. Your mind can't tell you that. So what you're basically saying, you have to then go to a higher power religion. If you want to call it that sure, or, or consciousness or the universe that is working through you. Yes. Which is the same thing. Religion saying they just that's use right. the word God and people get, or whatever the word they use for that. Sure, sure. But really that's what people want to live authentic life is I want to be here to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which doesn't come from ego, which comes from consciousness, yeah. life, whatever word makes sense to you, working through you in there. When when people say that they, because I do know people, as do you, who really feel they know what their purpose is and why they're put here on earth. Like they're very convicted about what that is. Do you think that that's because they are living that authenticity and like they have figured out that whole consciousness working through them thing? I don't know about an individual because I'm not in there with their own experience. For me, I don't actually get caught up in that question. I about what my purpose. 
purposes. Yeah, my yeah. purposes. I yeah. literally, I stop asking that. I've stopped asking um, it too. Well, good. Cause I'm just telling you yeah. how I'd answer that because yeah. what I typically then go is like, I just want to let go of the part of me that's not enjoying the experience in front of me. Yeah. And I just constantly go back to that. And the minute I let go and I release yeah. the path is right there. It's yeah. always is. So I don't get caught up in like, am I living my purpose? Am I not yeah. my purpose? It's not wrong. It's a great question to ask. And it's a right. great place to start. And I'm sure I've asked it many times over my life. I'm just oh, at a stage now I. where I'm just like, I don't get hung up or even think about that question because I know my pole star is to basically get rid of anything that's holding me back from. Yeah. Um, right. Cause I always never felt really connected to that question in the first place. Personally, I always felt like I really needed to find the answer and I just never really had well, a good If you answer. ask the ego that question, it's going to take you down a rabbit hole that you think you're going for. That's that's the whole I point. I could never if, come up with one because nothing felt Yeah, so maybe you already right. had to think. But a lot of people yeah. will ask that question and they'll go, you need to be a CEO. Yeah. And yeah, then they like go and they spend their entire life being a CEO. I Until know, one day you're just no longer see. That's the funny thing about these why roles. Why would a purpose though be a position? I don't know. I what guess people, for some people, yeah, yeah everyone's purpose is different. Feels, different. Yeah. I'm just yes question. But you know, this is like the funniest things about roles in this conversation, right? None of them really matter, but they they all matter while you're playing. But none of them really matter. I'm serious. Yeah. Like like sure you you can you can if you're if you're again I'm go back and qual- quantify this answer. If you're raising the moment up that's in front of you, it doesn't matter what role you're playing. Cause you're still raising the moment up in front of you. You could be doing that as a CEO or you could be doing that in just the moment that you're in at a grocery store or not being a CEO. Cause those are just roles that you play like instantly. I mean, how many people are, are fired every day? Like they've been there for 10 years, 15 years, CEOs, owner of a company and all of a sudden one day they're just not there. Mm-hmm. So like, it can't be like the meaning of your life is that right? Like mm-hmm. you just wake up and go, those are roles I'm playing. And so I'm going to raise the moment up while I'm working and I happen to be in business. I'm going to raise the moment up. And I'm going to use this opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Great. And that may mean that I get really smart on spreadsheets or I get really smart on leadership or I get really, I'm just raising the moment up that's there until it's no longer being asked for me to raise it up. I, I just got to say this. I don't know if this is relevant to the conversation, but I've noticed like personally over the years, maybe more recently, <laughs> past year or so, um, that anytime I feel maybe distance or slightly disengaged, with not necessarily with work, but sometimes with like team members yeah. being disconnected or whatever, or start saying, you know, why isn't somebody doing this? And what, you know, you know, just complaining and like whatever, not out loud in my head. Yeah. Um, I find that as if I feel that way, first of all, I know it's me more likely mm-hmm. than it is anybody else. So, you know, it's ego. So you, you understand what ego is. Sure. Yes. yes. And then I immediately, and you're saying like being like more in the moment or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or raising the moment up. I, I maybe say it a different way, but I think sure. it's the same thing. So I just get like really in actually like engaged yeah. with the people that I'm having issues with in my mind. Yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily raising the moment up, but I find that if I, the more connected I am with the various individuals, the less, uh, I want to complain about them or think that they might not be doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I don't know if that's necessarily like raising the moment up, but I'm just like, it's totally me. I need to just be engaged. I have to make sure I'm serving them, make sure that they're still learning, make sure they're engaged. I don't know. Is that the same thing? I think it's just a technique that you use to get outside of your mind and get more and more back into the experience of life. Cause when right. you get engaged and, with people, and, you're no and, longer and contri- in your mind, right. you're actually contributing. contributing. Yeah. It's just a technique that you're using. I mean, there's, that's why the thing is there's so many techniques out there and they all work, right? They're all pointing to the same direction. Yeah. But is well, that a technique or is that? Well, I think it is. If you're addicted to your mind about somebody talking about somebody about not doing something, I don't know what exactly yeah, it's yeah. saying. 
and you then go, oh, a way to get out of this frame of thinking is for me to go interact with people. That's a technique. Just like if you were to go meditate and you get out of that, it's a technique too. Is there something wrong with a technique? Not at all. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with a technique at all. You should do anything you can do to get outside of that is better than listening to that. Right. And that's why, like, no matter what you do, if it's running, painting, you know, like meditation, yoga. I guess yoga, that's my way of just saying that that's yeah. how I raise the moment. Exactly. Up, I guess it's a little bit more con just with all the planning involved, but that's what I, well, you're, you, well, the thing that I like about it is that you've recognized that you're paying attention to a voice inside there. That's telling you about a person that may or may not be true. Right. That's just right, or even tell, telling me about myself. Yes. Like, oh, you're not really engaged. You're bored. You're exactly. like, whatever. That's ego talking yeah, to you. Yeah. And so instead of going, oh man, now I need to go prove myself to everybody. Right. You go, or I need to go, I need to quit my job and move to Alaska. Exactly. To get out into a, yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah. You sit there and go, nah, I'm just not, you're, you're not making any sense because right. you say things all the time that are just wrong, period. So I'm not going to listen to you and I'm going to go interact with what I need to go interact with. And you raise the moment up that way. You contribute doing those different things. That, by the way, that example of doing that is letting go of your old life. When letting you hear go it, of- it's letting go of your old life. When you hear about it in a book like oh. that, when they're saying that, people think it's like this one gigantic event that happens those very rare it's that right there maybe that's why even the people in the comments were being like it feels so freeing but yet it's like it's because there's so much work that is that is the spiritual work right there it sounds so simple but we know how hard that is yeah Yeah, because it's the same thing we talk about 200 life the the actual people realize what the work they have to do it just doesn't end can we talk just briefly about the fear piece of this because i think we talked about this in maybe the couple of our last episodes but like, how do you, how would you coach somebody to work through that fear? Yeah. To start small with the things that fear them for letting go. Okay. I mean, that's the only way to really practice that because the reality that are more tight, like to me, it, it, it's not just about like the car and that sort of thing. So maybe, maybe it's you, more maybe about things that are tied to your identity. Exam- yes, exactly. So yeah. maybe you go to a, I'm just going to make something up, but maybe you go to a, a book club where really it's about people get together and they drink a bunch of wine on Thursdays and there's a bunch of people in there. You've got to be seen. Are you saying that that's what my book club is? <laughs> I'm not, but you get my point, right? Like, and so maybe you wake up and you go, I don't really, and you haven't liked going there forever, but you yeah. go there because there. And so all of a sudden you just decide I'm not going to show up there anymore. So that's letting go of your need to be identified yeah. or associated with that particular exactly. thing. Yeah. Or maybe when somebody's like, oh, you should really go to this party. And you like, and instantly you're like, I don't really want to go, but you feel like you need to go because you need to be seen or you need to show up there because it's a who's who you may not get invited to the next party if you don't show up there. Mm-hmm. Or somebody says you should, you know, stay up later and watch that, whatever it is. And you just start doing those small things and they leak into much bigger things. And then your life looks completely different. But, and then people are like, why would you do that? And you go, well, I don't really care because <laughs> this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But it's those things. That's what you start getting rid of. That's how this whole process goes. It's the entire essence of spiritual work. And maybe I'm making it too, I don't know, maybe in my head I'm making it almost too you're big. Looking, you're, you're, you're looking for an answer that your mind can be satisfied with. Per- perhaps. I'm, I'm thinking like when it says like get rid of your old, your, you know, your old life, I'm thinking I will have no husband, no dogs, yeah, no, no house, yeah. no job. I mean, those things are those. Oh, are really? Probably, so that's one with your head? Yes, those are the things that are the most important to me, right? No, 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 my family, no, no. my oh, relationships, yeah. Yeah. my well, home. I'm glad you mentioned that. Where I live and my work, and so I think I've got to get rid of 
all of these parts of my life and who I am and the things I do and enjoy in order to truly let go and let life take its Wow, I'm glad you really brought that up. No. Ah, no, 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 no. That's no, why no. there's so. That's why there's so much fear for me. It's like, remember, I, oh my god, what I'm, do you think that comment I'm means? Gonna, I don't know. When it says spirituality is not changing what you're doing; it's the part of you that's I interacting know, with it. No, but that's identity, though. That uh, not identity, but that's that is my life. Is those things? Sure, keep your. You're doing fun things out there. You have a wonderful husband. You have a wonderful house. You have wonderful dogs. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you letting? But then how do I have to let go of that? Why do you're I have not to letting? Let, why would you let go of that? Well, that's what the book said. <laughs> <laughs> to let go of the no, old, no, 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 no. old, ver- old life. That's my life. <laughs> well, what you're letting go of, you're yeah. letting go of the part of you that is telling you you need any of that. You're letting go of the part of you that is trying. Well, we talked about yes. This? You're letting go of the part of you that's right. trying to say if you don't have Bill, then your life will be not there. You're letting go of the part of you that says if something happened at work, I wouldn't have an identity. I wouldn't be able to do this, and I wouldn't have any money. And I'd freak out. You're mm-hmm. letting go of the part of you that has any interaction that's trying to muck up your actual outer life. Okay, so when you say it like that, I've actually come to. Yes, you terms with the majority of those things. I think I even shared that with yes, you, you did. or with somebody about even my actually yes. it was with Mia. Yeah. Maybe Mia even about my relationship with Bill. Like yes. we've been together for 20 years, but like I still feel like I would still be okay if something of course. happened. The only now I'm just thinking, now you're coaching me here, that the one place I still have hang-ups is work. Yeah. Um that have not worked through one for you. letting go that everything else I feel like Yes. I could let go and I would still be okay. Work. I think work for no. a lot of people is the, is the, is their identity yeah. in our, in our circles. Sure. At least. Sure. Sure. Yeah. At least in our circles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's people maybe. that are high achievers have a, their entire identity and then the life they've built. So this is a good example. So like you've built, you're making $300,000 in income and you're spending $250,000 a year on your lifestyle. That life you may have to give up. Because what mm. you're giving up is you're giving up this lifestyle that you thought you needed. In the reality, or, or is you even don't wanted. Need it. Well, and you they, don't even want, want it. Either. No, yeah. if you actually sit down with most of those people who are spending it, nobody wants that. <laughs> it's actually easier to go live a simpler life. I'm not saying yeah. you can't go spend money. Like I'm not saying that at all. Like that's part of your thing. That's what you're. That's what you're giving up. That's to, to when you when you're I die daily or you have to die to be reborn. You're letting go, you're, you're killing the, the ego that's driving your life for the reason you went out and got that in the first place. And then when you let go of that, then you yeah. settle back into your life in a very ord. Remember I tried to do this example one time where it's like a big circle where it's like in the beginning, like you have all this ego and you go this whole thing. And finally you realize you end up doing the same thing. It's just like you're, you're, it's just, you f- actually fall into the ordinary of life doing whatever you're doing. And it could Actually, very much be the same thing as just ego without the ego. I think there's a lot. I don't think there's a lot. I think there's people that are out there that are fully enlightened that are living the most ordinary lives that you never know that are enlightened. Uh, yes, I would agree there's, with that. And there's, there's, now there's teachers that go out there and do that, but most of them, that's different. Um, there's just people, and they, they might not use the word enlightened. They just honestly are just so happy. Yeah, I, I just always say happy or like. Or joy or, or just peaceful. Like this, this yes, just full al- yeah. alignment with. Yes. Consciousness. Yeah. Honestly, it's like a, a it's like a two hundred percent alignment, two hundred percent life alignment. Exactly. So that's what the inner you inner and the outer yeah. world are aligned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the minute your inner world's fine, the outer world is just the outer world. Right. And then it just doesn't. There's right. There's I guess nothing. it doesn't even. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Mean. You're just doing something. Yeah. 
but you're not doing the outer world to make yourself enhanced. You're enhancing your ego or your identity. That's what you're giving up. Cause most people you've done the work, but five years ago, let just use an example, but yeah. most people show up right to work, to prove or buy things or houses or have stuff purely for identity enhancements. That's what you're giving up. Yeah. I think I've even let go of my thing about like not having a really expensive house. Yes. Remember that was a thing for me it was. for a yes. while that I've even like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so glad we don't have an expensive house. We can do whatever we want. Yes, exactly. And that's relative for everybody. Yes. Right. Like, yeah, cause yeah, yeah. somebody in outside of the U S would probably go like that is the most expensive house I've ever heard. And I'm and you don't have yeah. it. You have a, a less than, average house in this area right i don't yes. mean that negatively but you know what i mean right <laughs> okay like, well that hit my ego a little bit <laughs> well, <but laughs> well i'm just saying to add the median price yeah. point you totally yeah, yeah you're yeah, probably yeah. at it or slightly below it so yeah. that's that's my point i'm not saying you yeah. have like this multi-million dollar home right no like we love our home yes exactly yeah but that's the point and then then the thing is but once you let go of that you may end up getting it or you may have it or you may mm -hmm. not like it just doesn't bother you, you just no there it is yeah that's what you end up letting go Hey everybody, before you leave today, Hallie and I want to thank everyone who has left us a review. It really does make a huge impact in helping us get this podcast into the hands of other conscious leaders. So we have a, another review from Dana's mom um, who says, a conscious workplace is revolutionary. I believe that bringing consciousness and open-hearted leadership to the workspace has the potential to be utterly transformative to the culture, and this podcast can help us get there. As an executive director of a nonprofit, I've sought advice through books, such as those by Brene Brown, in podcasts while developing my own leadership philosophy. I was thrilled to add this podcast to my collection of thought leaders on the topic. Adam and Hallie's conversations have become a regular dose of insight in my routine. The episodes meander conversationally, but always drive home an actionable point. The action items have been invaluable in growing my toolkit as a leader and manager to my employees. Thank you for your good work, and thank you, Dana's mom, for that review. Yeah, and I don't think they strayed that far. But I, I mean, I, I think I she's, liked, she I like was the, very accurate. Yeah, she was a very accurate, actually. Thanks. And so, again, please let us know what you like about the podcast. <laughs> Even if we do go off topic, well, Adam goes off topic. Or like what you'd like to see more of by leaving us a review wherever you listen to our show. Thank you. <laughs>